This is Ash with Wizards Respite. This is Wizards Respite Sanctorum, the show that we talk about all things TTRPG. Um, and as always, I am I am not alone. I am here with Zachary with Old Man Gaming. Zach, what's going on? Hi, everybody. Hi, I'm Zach with Old Man Gaming, uh, Wizards co-host for this fine, delightful podcast. Um, and I just want you to know, when Wiz says the subject matter... I had nothing to do with the choice of it. It was it was all up to Wizard, not me, not me. It's all on Ash. That's that's right. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like uh, I'm excited about tonight because tonight we're talking about the single mod game that's you know is the foundation for the, the the live stream we've been playing together for the last shoot. How long has it been? Like six, seven, eight months? Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, you consider it's bi-weekly, and we just did episode 12, so, uh, you know, that's at got least, some... yeah, that's at least a few months in, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, and um, I know, I know you're like, you're saying, you know, this is, this is my idea. It is my idea, because I'm excited about this game. <laughs> I want to talk about this thing. I gotta try and be humble while also being a narcissist. That's that's my brand, man. Uh, <laughs> Find balance. Find it balance. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard. I, you, you stray too much into one or the other. Usually, I'm straying too much into narcissism, so I've got to pull that back. <laughs> uh, but I, I thank well, you for this. The, this time is really appreciated uh, for humble. Um, I'm me. I'm really excited about it. Um, like I've said, you know, I'm I'm doing a deep dive review on it, and the more I dive into it, the more I'm excited about it. Because you know, you and I, we've done this before on the show. We love to get into the meat of the the game system, the mm-hmm. the math, what makes it function, yeah. and how those those elements make it fun. Yeah. Um. So I, I I can't wait to to dive into this with you know a content creator of a game that I've been you know just having a blast with uh, over the last several months several several months and it's it's just been great. Um. So so let's dive into it. Sure. Um, I, I do me, before you start? before you ask your first question. I do want to say you're you're also a content creator of that content. I mean you're on the show. So in in fairness, you are you are helping. You didn't write the game, but you are helping with the content part of it, without a doubt. That's true. I will. Show, I will the show would not be the same over... without Alfred Whitecastle. That is. Sure. <laughs> I will claim ownership of Alfred Whitecastle and all of his uh, his dastardly hijinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I couldn't have three better role players in that group. Uh, in all fairness, just the three of you have crafted such crazy, uh, fun characters to then have them interact with each other is great. So I think that helps, personally. It really has been. I I will also attest to that my fellow uh, players have been just phenomenal and so much fun to play with. They're fun to riff off of, and it just makes a fun game, fun show. It's a fun system. Um, And, and yeah, I think that's, that's a big part of the success. And, like, one thing, like, to point out right away is you know we're playing astral drive that's the name of the live stream that's the setting um that's that's sort of like the mechanic behind the settings world as part of the the lore of the setting but the the single mod game is isn't astral drive it's it's a more of a core system that astral drive can be built off of um as a setting as a world right yeah, poor branding on my part to really do Astral Drive, uh, the stream, and call it Astral Drive, and then release a game called Single Mod and tell everybody it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, the the idea, the idea behind Single Mod, uh, and what I was trying to still illustrate, and I don't really feel like I illustrated it uh, well, uh, is that you could create any world in this game. Um, not to get ranty, but I've been playing. Or, or to get unhumble, which, as I said, I don't want to stray into the narcissism too much. But I've been playing role-playing games for 30-plus years. Uh, since I was 13, I'm 42. So you guys do the math. I, I'm, I, I don't have the brain capacity. Um, there's a plot. There's <laughs> something. Uh, and uh, most of the games that i played, I've done homebrews of. I've also played many systems as well. But one thing that always happens when I'm playing the system is I don't like something about it, and I find that the system ends up be, being really hard to change on the fly. 
uh, because they're very insulated systems, especially systems back in the 80s and 90s, the systems we grew up on, which we've talked about on this podcast before. You know, your D&D, your Palladium, your White Wolf, they're hard things to just be like, okay, new rule. You know what I mean? Uh, they're very they're very insulated. We didn't have Fate Core, guys, when we, when we grew up. We didn't have cool journaling games like Last Tea Shop. We, we really had much more strict systems and very insulated number-based systems. So yeah. I'm getting a little, sorry, talking too much, but the, the thing behind single mod that I was trying for is it's kind of, I wanted to capture the build aspects that you love about those games, but I wanted to capture it in a way that character creation is fast and quick and I wanted to capture it in a way that combat is fast and quick and brutal. Uh, and I also wanted to make sure all of this was in a package that was extremely easy for a game master to go, new rule, uh, or changing this up, or adding this. So the system is very rules light, um, with a heavy emphasis on role playing. However, the one thing about rules light systems that uh, I would say mine has that others don't, like say Fate, is uh, it has a build system. There is a, a build system for the stats and skills that equal up to perks, which are kind of like your powers and abilities, can trips if you're a D&D player, uh, those kind of things, uh, which this system still has, but it still has it in the package of the character creation is quick and easy. Uh, you know, I did a tutorial video on my on my channel where I created a character start to scratch it was from start to finish in 15 minutes. I dare you to go out and find a game <laughs> where you can create a character in that amount of time, yeah. and that's with me doing the tutorial. If you just if I just sat down and created a character from scratch, numbers wise, I could ha probably have one done in about eight ten minutes. For a game master, that's huge. Think about all those NPCs you run into when the when the players just decide to follow a cat because they think the cat matters and you've got to figure out how to get them back on the right track and you need an NPC. Bam! It's only going to take you... Everybody take a piss break. And then bam, you've got an NPC character ready, lined up, ready to go. And that's kind of one of the strengths of this system that I keep kind of marketing to people is it's really made for homebrewers, really made for game masters. Um... And it still has the build aspects that people like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even last Astral game, I would remember like at the climax of my character's scenario that I was yes. walking into, we kind of, like you said, <laughs> threw you a little bit for a loop there, yeah. walked oh, yeah. into a scenario neither one of us was expecting. And you're just like, okay, I need to have a, a what, what was he called again? It wasn't a cleric. It was a shaman. A, Shaman. shaman. I need to do a yes. shaman on the fly. A space fucking shaman. <laughs> yeah, really. It took me like two minutes. I just I I always have some index cards just to just to show everybody if I've got one here. Yeah, I got one here. Uh to show everybody how easy it is. While I do have a character Hey guys, when I brought over the thingy, I hit a button that stopped the recording, so we were talking there for a couple of minutes without realizing we weren't recording it at all so what i was saying is while we do have character sheets that uh is in the book this right here is a npc a fully fleshed out npc for the game front and back uh skills and stats and perks and that's that's really how easy this is uh and and what i was kind of going for is to make it that easy access while still having a player be able to get uh a uh, um a build system that makes them feel that sense of accomplishment and power that they like out of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't want to like, I, it's, it's hard. These things are always so tempting to just really just tear apart all of the mechanics. <laughs> right. But I don't want to like reveal too much. I want people to read the game. I want them to know, you know, the type of thing it is, but without, without giving away the, you know the what is what's the phrase the cow before the the cart or whatnot um, <laughs> cow before the cart yeah 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 I um, mean I get that I uh, even in my even in my tour videos I don't I go pretty in depth into the system but I don't say everything you know right um, right because it's only Cause six dollars it's only six dollars on itch I just want to say that yeah and that's a six dollars for like what was it like forty three pages. Yeah. Of a very 
like, and this is the thing about this game. Like, um, it's very well crafted. Um, it's very concise and it's very logical. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack with all of that from a game design standpoint, mm-hmm. but, um, this is a, a homebrewer's dream. Um, you, you have a very easy system to, to logically think through, put together. It's not confusing. You're not getting lost in, in, in all of these semantics and words and, and doubling down on what this situation might mean in this situation. This situ- it's all logical. It makes sense. You, yeah. you know, this rule makes sense. So you don't even really have to try to remember it. It just sticks with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, I don't, I don't want this to sound like an infomercial, but thank, thank you. I appreciate it. I, uh, that, that was the, kind of the idea. The idea of the system is as few roles when it comes to combat and stuff, as few roles as possible like because really really the thing that slows you down is roles and rules those are the two things that like slow a combat down uh it's why D D is so slow because there's tons of roles and there's tons of rules uh yeah same with platinum you know uh platinum's a little bit snappier in my opinion but uh um i think on a whole those are the things that really bring down a combat system so uh, what i tried to do in this is uh every role is a stat plus a skill uh those stats and skills none of them can be above five it's between one and five uh a stat plus skill plus a d20 and then if you in combat if you beat somebody how much you beat them by is the base amount of damage you're dealing so there's no damage rolls there's no like whatever there's extra damage that certain weapons do but that way, everything is off that one single roll and that one single modification of the dice. Right. And the other cool thing about that, and you and I haven't talked about this um, off air before. Yeah. Uh, the the one cool thing about that is you still get these, these um, build aspects where you are building your character. You are increasing your, mm-hmm. your modifiers yeah. as you, you level up and you can do all of these other special things during, you know, the gameplay and in combat and all of this other stuff. You can get better weapons, which, you know, builders like, modifiers like, you yeah. know, like the the uh, the guys that really get into that stuff. But you always, it's, it's really easy to keep the threat there. Mm-hmm. You don't want a nat one. You never yeah. want a nat one. No matter how much you stack it, you don't want a nat one. But at the same time, when you start rolling high, you get that still like impact of yeah that is yeah. what I've been doing with this character that's why I put my numbers into this character. Yeah, what's funny about the game, in my opinion, from a game master, if I could just say an anecdote, uh, is uh, um, uh, just to keep myself from going into the narcissist too far. But uh, is the is I love that the most heartbreak broken I've seen a player playing this game are not the times that they roll natural ones, which is funny because those are the times when they're probably about to die just because of the sheer amount of damage coming at them. It's usually when they roll, because there's no critical success in this game, you're just trying to roll high, it's usually when they roll like a 19 and the bad guys roll a 19. Like, I... That's the most heartbreak the players are because they're like, yeah, this is going to be big damage. And then the orc rolls a 19. It's like, no. And then they'll like kill the orc on a roll of eight because the orc rolled one. It's kind of crazy when you think about the the, the, the variation on the, the attacks yeah. and defense. On the, the build aspect, when I started to do this... Uh, and I am very proud of this system. I keep making jokes about being a narcissist, but this system is... I've worked on a lot of systems, and I have tried to publish a lot of systems, and I would have to say this is the most me a system could be. <laughs> and I didn't mean to rhyme that, but uh, it just it just is. It's one of those things that, like, this is exactly what... If I wanted... If I was going to go buy a game, this is what I would buy. Um... The build aspect is coming from a point of view of, you know, Phil Billy. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He's also on Astral Drive. He is very into the numbers. And 
it doesn't make him a bad role player by any stretch of the imagination, and you can no. second me on that. But he really likes 100%. he really likes to crunch numbers and maximize his build. Um, and one thing I realized is, as much as I loved Fate Core, like reading Fate Core and looking at Fork Fate Core and other games like that that are very role play heavy and less on the numbers, they kind of miss out on that like statistical build option. They tend to be all about the role playing, and then like I don't think, I don't th I think Phil could have fun playing Fate. I don't think it would ever be his favorite game because he never gets to crunch those numbers, you know. So I right. wanted kind of something along the lines of a Fate Core where it's very role play heavy in its its production uh, and rules light, but it still has that ability to numbers crunch. And uh, allow you to kind of really get excited about that. I mean, uh, not to go yeah. too far into the numbers, but basically what you do in this game is every stat or skill you have at a three or above gives you a perk. And the perk is some sort of special ability. Some allow you to extra attack. Some allow you to counter attack. Some allow you to stealth attack better. Some allow you to read people. Others are really cool that allow you to ask the game master three questions and they've got to answer them honestly. Uh, there is um, one of the big ones uh, uh, that I like about this is as you as you get more skills, you get to kind of put those builds together and synergize, and it all works with something called momentum, which you gain by accomplishing things. So the more, which that's not, that's not an old idea. There's a lot of games that use momentum or something like it in that. But uh, basically, as you accomplish tasks, uh, tasks or hit more, uh, you gain momentum, which allows you to manipulate dice rolls and use your perks and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's also that momentum aspect also kind of inspires the the player to take risks and yeah. and do a little bit more. Take a, take those challenges, use their yeah. skills because there's a reward, a big reward if they yeah. succeed. Yeah, and it's really fun to watch people uh, do stuff with momentum and see what they can do. And some of the powers, some of the perks are just so like fun. Like that's one of the things that I tried to keep to with the perks is that all the perks are fun in some way you know uh they don't yeah. just like give you a static modification some of them do but like a lot of them are very like okay so you have this perk right this is what you can do you know uh <clears throat> the one that i i like the most is uh the uh uh there's there's two of them for the uh i think it's one of them's for perception one of them's for uh intelligence one of them's cold read which allows you to tell if somebody's telling the truth or not uh you can like i think it's like spend a momentum when when you hear somebody saying something and you get to it's like a lie detector uh that i thought was really fun for role-playing stuff and then the deduction which is you can ask up to three questions per session they have to be yes or no questions and the game master has to on, ask answer honestly i think like stuff like that is just really fun there's a charisma based one that Phil took that I really like called Companion, which basically just means you've got a pet or a bodyguard or something that, <laughs> you know, is always with you, helping you fight, you know? Yeah. And that's fun. Yeah. That's yeah. just like everybody, that could be anything in any world. That could be anything for any character. If a character's bringing that to the table, like they wrote their character with that, yeah. that particular perk in. They can they can be you know like yeah. a ranger. They could be a a I don't know like a, a it could be have a, a robot buddy or something. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. it could be anything. Yeah, for Phil it's pickles. Uh, <laughs> for other people it's uh, it's bodyguards. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that. I think that uh, the other thing it's really easy to add perks like that. You know. In your own setting, right? Your own world, stuff like that. I'm re I'm really excited now that the system's out to make worlds for it, because I think it's going to be really fun to add rules to the game. Yeah, and and that's one of the other things I really wanted to to really dive into. Like this sure. thing is a a scaffolding for yeah. yeah, you know, a lot of different genres. Any sort of genre yeah, you anything. want to put on here, you can put it. 
Yeah. It's also a scaffolding for expanding the rules and, and homebrewers. You're a homebrewer. I'm a homebrewer. We know this game is this this hobby's full of homebrewers. Yeah. Um, and and this is a perfect game for for both that the the homebrewer that likes to make their settings, the homebrewer that likes to make rules and expand upon it for their setting, and this this system um, really lends itself well. Uh, for that and I wanted to ask you a little bit so when you envision somebody picking this game up they're sitting there they're like okay this is the the rule system I have this story in mind I want to make a perk that fits in this wild setting you know I'm doing you know a a he-man-esque sort of like cyberpunk world kind of thing um what would you tell them about like how to create perks for that kind of for not necessarily that kind of but how would you suggest they go about starting to think about their their perks which is such an important part of the game yeah perks are an important part of the game i think the the most important thing you have to remember when you're creating a world in my opinion uh is symmetry uh and there are other games that don't follow this rule but uh, i'm kind of crazy about it almost ocd about it so like if I have a certain number of strength skills, there will be that exact same number of agility skills and charisma skills and endurance skills. And the same with perks, mainly because if you have a player, uh, and this kind of goes to the build aspect, if you have a player who's looking at a character sheet and he's going, I want to make a build for this character. I want to get into the number crunching. And he sees that endurance has two less perks than every other thing out there he's not going to stack endurance because he doesn't need to. <clears throat> so you're going to you're going to kind of uh, isolate your endurance builds. So I would say if you're making a perk, if you're making a skill for the game, something along those lines, have parity, have some sort of symmetry to the point where like uh, if one place gets a perk, everybody gets a perk. You know what I mean? And and you've got to come up with those. So you're not making one perk, you're making five perks really. Uh, you don't have to do that. As a game master, I'm not saying you have to. This game is very easy for it. But I think when making perks, you just want to try and use your best judgment and keep keep it grounded in reality. Uh, if it's something that's really badass, make them spend momentum uh, or put a limit on it. You know what I mean? Uh, I also mm. think that when you're making a perk, try and be more fun with it. Uh, don't take the easy way out. The, the easy way is... Uh, they're going to get a plus something to their attack. Yeah, that's that's boring. Like, have some sort of real <laughs> trickiness to it. And that's where this game really shines, because the boring stuff is already in the game. It's real simple, easy math. So go ahead and get crazy with the perks. That's where you get to have all your fun and get crazy. You yeah. Know? And that's, I think, I think that's where your players are going to have a lot of fun too because that that you can use perks in so many weird and different ways like you know i just pulled out in the, the a couple of games ago in astral drive li- linguistic yes well that's know? a skill that's a skill that's true that's true yeah um i, I would love to talk the, about the skills in my game because i feel like my skills are bending into the narcissism a little bit, but uh, I, I feel like the skills in my game work differently from just about every other game out there. Not maybe statistically, but the way they're supposed to be practiced is very different. Okay. What was your what was your philosophy when, when coming up with these skills? How did you how did you craft them? The skills were really hard in this game. They were the hardest part of this game. If you'll remember when we first started playing Astral Drive, the skill system was completely different a couple of times. I had to revamp it uh, because it just wasn't what I liked. Um, everything was so tight everywhere else, and then you had this skill system where just, like, any skill was a thing. So, like, what are you writing down? What's coming? Like, So what I did with the skill system, the other thing about the skill system, it all functions into the momentum system. And one thing I really wanted to do... And this is kind of the aspect of furthering the role-playing, which is something I'm very much about. We've been talking about the nuts and bolts of the game. But, like, one of the things about this game that I like is it makes players use their skills to role-play. Which, in a lot of ways, when you play other games, it's it's the other way around. You role-play to get a skill roll. Or you role-play to... Uh, to, to get the Game Master to allow you a chance to do something. With this, it's the other way around. Um, the Game Master is very much not supposed to give you skill checks. 
they're only supposed to give you skill checks when you are when you are absolutely reacting to something when it almost like in a saving throw sort of situation like you're about to fall down a trapdoor or something uh, yeah. instead the player is supposed to be in a situation where they want to do something and they have to look at their character sheet see their skills and go I want to make this skill roll and then you're like okay make the skill roll then the skill roll happens then you go let's role play it like the idea behind it is much more an improv prompt than the result of the improv you know what I mean um, one of the things, yeah. uh, you know, let's use the example of one of the coolest uses of skills so far was your use of linguistics, uh, to go off all of this, to, to kind of further all of this, the skills in the game, there's only five base skills, which feel free to add to the point where I've added spots on the character sheet for you guys to add your own skills if you deem them as game masters. But those skills are very wide ranging and deep okay so like ranged combat is a skill that covers everything bows revolvers rifles and you're probably thinking to yourself i don't understand how that would cover that the the idea is it's not necessarily your skill in that while it does give you a bonus because the more about that thing you know you would be better at it's actually your depth of knowledge on the subject so like let's say uh you know johnny example has been raised shooting a six shooter with his dad he'd take it he'd go out the back shoot a six shooter with his dad every so often so he'd have like a one in ranged and he'd be very good at firearms and this is something that actually boosts the role playing. Anytime you come, anytime Johnny Example would come across a new firearm, he would have to make a knowledge roll using his firearms uh, to see if he has the knowledge of able to use the weapon. Otherwise, he can't because it's too further. Whereas somebody with a range of five knows every weapon instinctually just by picking it up, whether it's a bow or an arrow, because they've just all ranged they're covered on. Right. So, the, so the idea is it's kind of almost like a role-playing tactic to you, and that enters into the example, which is, which is the linguistics that you used in the game. You guys can see this on stream. Uh, they were in a situation where they were kind of in enemy territory, and the one guy had told them not to talk, and he got in a situation where he had to talk, and, he, and I did not give him a role. I didn't do anything. He was just like, Zach... What I'd like to do is I'd like to use my linguistics. I have a linguistic skill. I'd like to use my linguistic skill to attempt to mimic their accent now that I've heard it. And that's the, that's the reverse. Is another game, somebody would give you that role, right? Like a game master would right. hand that to you. Uh, whereas in this, you have to go, this is how I think my character would handle it. He has this stat, and then you have to say it to me. So much so that you don't gain momentum off anything reactive or defensive. So if the game master is just giving you the check, you don't get momentum. You only gain momentum points when you are the one who's like, I want to do this thing, you know, which makes the players interact with the story more, which that was something big for me when I finally kind of came to the decision of how to do skills is I wanted the skills to force the players like I want them to work on the nuts and bolts, but I want them to force you to role play, and that's the idea. I want to. I want the actual numbers of it to bring you in more, not take you out more. You know, a lot yeah. of the more complicated games, you end up spending a lot of time like doing numbers in your head, and that's you know I I talked about it on some other streams where it's like the gamification of TTRPGs where they start to feel more and more like video games just done on pens and paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. This so I wanted it to be I wanted it to be the opposite. Instead of taking you out and making you think above the character, I want you to think in the character. I want you to think with what the character's tools are. And so if you're thinking in a numbers basis, so then what happened is you did that and I and you succeeded and I was like, "All right, you succeed. Let's role play the scene now." You know, because we know how it it kind of turns out. So it's almost a little bit reverse with the skills, which I really enjoy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I definitely get that. And to like, sort of like look a little bit 
and, and then at another angle from the player's perspective from where i'm coming from and and i'm seeing this as a skill but i'm also seeing my character and this right. is kind of keeping me in not just my actions in character not just seeing me in character but right. sort of subconsciously i'm becoming more in tune with my character i'm right. making decisions my character would make right because i'm looking for those avenues that like i know my character's good at yeah. you know linguistics or sneaking around so he's going to do sneaky stuff or you know if he's more of like the charge right in type all right he's going to be able to charge right in and just bust right. in there how is he going to do right. this what he's got this skill that lets him do that um i'm going to use it i got it this is how we do it and then you can just really lean into that yeah. that moment you know that crazy epic mm -hmm. moment where that character charges in yeah yeah i i really am proud of this skill system it's not as flashy as the perk system or necessarily as fun but the skills as 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 a game master you know what i mean i'm very proud yeah. of how skills came out when they're used correctly and even i was having a hard time with it at first because i'm just used to like making people roll dice that's what i'm used to do at game master that's what you do you make people roll dice right like that's your job uh, but in this, you really, you really don't want to make people roll. It, when you are making people roll, you're literally making it harder for them to do things as a character. You have to let them come to that because if you don't let them come to that, they're not earning momentum. They're not gaining experience points at the end of the game. They're not able to manipulate their rolls later on. They're not able to use their perks. It's taking the fun out of it. So you have to actually kind of let them get to that. And I... I was very proud of that system. It, honestly, it's one of my favorite systems right there. I would say if you're a home brewer coming at it too with skills, again, I like the symmetry. Whether or not you decide to go with the symmetry, just make sure that whatever your skill is, it's huge and wide sweeping. You know what I mean? Uh, because yeah. you want that like huge depth uh, like don't like don't make any skill specialization in this game because the points are real low, the real number. Just make m make it covered by something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, the the other cool thing that a lot of um, other systems do, but this system does and and expands upon um, why it works so well is that you can use those those um, your base stat scores on multiple skills whereas in other games like if you were like in D D, for instance if you're a fighter um your strength is is pretty much everything that your character is using right mm -hmm. for combat for their all of their skills are going to be focused on on strength. that strength right and as a base but in this one like you were saying with the example with the gun um you're gonna need to use your intelligence modifier plus your your skill to know time. if you can use good. it. Yeah. Exactly. So, or to fix one, maybe. Yeah. If you're trying to tinker it back together. You're like, okay, I mm -hmm. really know guns. Maybe I can I can put this back together. Yeah. And then you get that moment where you're like, okay, I think I got it. Yeah. And if they succeed, awesome. It's a great epic moment. If they don't, it's like a heartbreak moment yeah. for that character. Either way, it's a moment that your, your players are going to remember. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like... Uh... One of the things that, like, like in the whole process of the, the skill roll thing, when you, like, ask to do a skill roll, that's where the game master comes in then. He goes, okay, what stat is this skill going to line up with, you know? And it's exactly what you said. It's like, okay, well, I've got ranged. Or the linguistics thing. Linguistics can be used with anything, too, in a weird way. So like your 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 care your game master then gets to go okay well I think this is a perception stat so it's going to be perception plus your linguistics you know it's almost like the player's picking the stat and the game master's picking the the I'm sorry the player's picking the skill game master's picking the stat and right, I think that yeah. it makes any combination the only the uh, the stats the skills are all connected to a stat specifically for the purposes of gaining perks which are all stat specific but other than that you can use any strength stat skill with any stat on the board you know like like if you were trying to figure out the best way to lift a weight as a bodybuilder you would be using intelligence or perception not necessarily the strength stat you'd be using your build skill but you wouldn't be using 
you know what I mean? Your strength score yeah. to do it. Uh, yeah. Like, how can I get my leverage underneath right. this big boulder? Like, right. You know? I think, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm very proud of that. I, I think, you know, you look at games like, you, you know, your example was like D&D. It's a very party-based system. So they want it to be like, you're a strength guy, so you do the strength stuff, you know? Um, because that's when your character's going to be used. I was trying to think of single mod from a standpoint of, is this going to be fun for one person to play with one game master? You know what I mean? Uh, can, can you play it with that? But can you also play it in a party? And uh, uh, that's why I was trying to keep this system as versatile and kind of like on its toes as it possibly could be, you know. And and it, it can, um, like you said, you know, like it. we're talking everything we've said right now works really solidly for the single like player mindset. But if you're looking at the whole table as a group, the um, diversity in skills, perks and, and the like and how your stats can end up uh, being delivered to the individual characters offers um, plenty of the diverse characters at the table. So you don't necessarily, yeah. it's very easy to not have like identical characters. In fact, yeah. I'd say it's pretty hard to end up getting with yeah. identical characters. Um, well, even a, when you a, have the jack of all trade characters, you're still not going to have enough points to have everything. You're going to be like, I'm good at fighting, kind of, and I'm also good at rogue stuff, kind of, you know? And then you will have those yeah. characters who, like, you know, uh, even even Astral Drive, I would say uh, Alfred uh, is, is pretty decent at fighting while he's also good at a wide range of other stuff. I would say Nullis is probably the best at fighting, uh, but yeah. then you've got, like, uh, uh, Aether, uh, Aether Diaz and Gerard, who's just all social. You know what I mean? Like, can't yeah. really function in in the, the fight stuff. So, like, I think that, like, it leaves that wide breadth of, like, whatever you want to do, you can do here. You know? And, and, yeah. and like I said, it's really, like, I, in addition to playing Astro Drive, I'm running a game every so often in the John Wick universe, which is what I showed you the character from. And I, home yeah. I, I homebrewed it. I didn't want it to be basic, so I actually made a class system in that. Um, and it was so easy and quick and, and, and fun. And, and again, that sounded infomercially, and I don't want it to, but, uh, but the it's one thing I really like about this. It's really easy to add rules to it because it's just so damn simple that it's so easy to be like, what are they missing? Okay, this. I'm going to add this, you know? And my hope for when I'm creating the worlds for this game is every time I create a world, my, my mission is to add another system to it as well as just the world and the setting. Uh, I kind of want to do my first setting as like a kind of big fantasy kind of ocean sort of thing, like pirates, but, but more than just that, like a lot of sailing and stuff. So I want to add ship-to-ship -ship combat to single mod, uh, which oh, cool. I think is really easy. You know, the, the idea behind it is single mod, just like you said, it's the scaffolding. It's the foundation, and now I'm going to build the rooms of the house on top of it. You know what I mean? And I, I feel yeah. like that's one thing that's really easy with this game because you just take the base of what it is and you go, okay, how do we do this in this game and just keep it simple, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, like I've been tinkering with uh, an idea for a Yay. homebrew setting that I've wanted to do for a while, just tinkering, but didn't really like have like the right system for it and I'd have to do this and that. And, you know, some systems might be good for my setting, um, but they're a little bit weightier so i had to convince people to jump into it and then it's going to be really slow at the beginning and my system is my my setting that i wanted to do is not going to be slow it's going to be a fast play setting essentially my system idea was going to be um fast and the furious oh and single model i want to do cars i love cars i love cars so much mad max i'm a mad max fan fury road I've seen it a thousand times Phil Billy is actually a gearhead, man. You should talk to him about it because he's uh, oh yeah, he just works on cars. That's his fucking job. So like he uh, he's very into that stuff. I think that I've I've always wanted to do a good car system. And I think this one could definitely that's that's a really cool idea. 
that's because because it's a fast game. Fast. You need a fast. system for it's fast. a car game. Yep. Yeah, it's it's fast. It's fast. It's easy. It's quick. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. And honestly, anybody out there, like if you like the system and you want to create a world for the the system, just contact me. I will make an agreement with you. I'll definitely take a little cut, but like I want to work with people to make systems for this game. You know, that's something that I really want to do. I'm already working with you on it on other systems that we're not going to talk about yet, but like like I know that Phil Billy's already designing one and I'm going to offer him some sort of split and then we could just publish it right through the single mod thing, right through itch which is just a phenomenal system for publishing small-time stuff. And I, I really want it to be something, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think um, this, this because this game lends its, this system lends itself so well to homebrewing, I think that that's going to be definitely a great strength for it in the future, the diversity of games that yeah. you can get out of single mod um, and the fact that there are going to be so many people out there because... Like I said, you're a home brewer. I'm a home brewer. Mm. Every DM, GM, everywhere I've ever talked to, yeah, they're likes all home, to home brew. You have to. No yeah. system is perfect to what you want it to be, even mine. And that's the that's the idea going in is that if you if you're a game master for Vampire, you've got home brew, brew rules. If you're a game master for DM, Dungeons and Dragons, you've got home brew rules. Palladium, home brew rules. Everybody does home brew rules very few people have games that are like, this is exactly what I need at all times. Even if it's just a little add or a little tweak, something special over the top. Like, you, you always, you always, you are a homebrewer if you're a game master. My thought process right. in making this is make it easy for them. You know, this is made for it. You're encouraged to do it. Like, have fun. Yeah. Go nuts. Like, it's a simple, easy system. You can tweak any fucking thing in this, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a system made for the home brewer. That was the idea. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, well, do you have any any final thoughts you want to like project out there I, um, about the game? I just want to say thank you for doing this, man. This that like I said, guys. So it's not my idea. Wiz, we got on here and he was like, "Let's do single mod," and that's that's a real honor to be talked uh, to talk about this game i mean i know that like i'm the co-host of this show but like Wiz and i definitely throw ideas out there but this is Wiz's show and like to be honored in that way was very i i appreciate it a lot well, all shocks <laughs> um honestly i i'm i'm really happy to do this um i really like this system a lot this is uh a, 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 it's the system that i think um a lot of people could be introduced to T uh, TTRPGs and this system in a lot of different jet, uh, settings. It's good for this is the type of system that's good for the hobby, I think. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I and it's just it. it's fun, man. This is a fun <laughs> game. I'm I'm um, looking forward to the day where somebody offers for me to play in a single mod game. That's the real. That's my. That's my. If I I feel like I'll have made it if somebody's like, hey. Do you want to play in my single mod campaign? Then I'll be like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know, <laughs> I think that's really the the dream, in my opinion. I Like I said, I've been doing this for 42 years. I've had a company now for about two. Uh, we produce, this is the third game we've we've produced. The first two on drive-thru games, they were kind of failures. Uh, I mean, we learned from them. So, I mean, say what you say about that. But, uh this game i don't know like make or break whether this is successful this is the game that like if you want to know zach as a role player like check this game out <laughs> like this is just this is my like this is all the thoughts that i've ever had about games and i just i'm so proud of this system i really am um i i think you should be man um one thing that that has always struck me with this game um the entire time we've been playing it from from you know the earlier iterations all the way to now through through your your crafting it and you tweaking it and making it precise um 
it, it's one thing that you've always said about that you want out of a TTRPG. Mm-hmm. You want a sword fight to feel like a sword fight. Yeah. yeah. And that this game feels like a sword fight. Every time I get into a sword <laughs> fight, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm my, my heart's beating and I'm like, oh crap. You know, like, like, what's yeah. good? Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely manufactures tension. I will give the system that. It does. That. I'll give the system that. I think every homebrew, you can ask any of my old school friends, any homebrew I've ever done has been, uh, oh, we could die at any second in this one. <laughs> uh, I had a, I had a, 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 a mecha game I did a long time ago uh, called Badass Metal, which is well regarded among my friends. And, uh, the big thing I did in it was I was like, look, if people were fighting in mechs, like every mech game we fought, like they were tanks. And I was like, if people were fighting in mechs, the mech's weapons are made to destroy other mechs. They're not, not going to like be hitting armor all day. So like the mechs were like space sawdust, basically. And you would just carve through each other. And so many people died. It was ridiculous. It was too much, actually. I will say straight up, it was too severe on the players. <clears throat> but what one thing it created was we had this one guy who just kept somehow surviving because I had this really brutal like table you could roll on if your if your mech exploded, and it was like a one in like it was something like a one in six chance that you would survive or something like that, uh, and he kept surviving. So I literally made the entire game about him just because I was like, okay. You now have plot armor. You've survived that five times. You've got to have plot armor. We're gonna just we're just gonna make a story about you. But but yeah, I, I sorry. I went off on a tangent there. Yeah, I went off on a tangent there. But my games are always very severe, and I feel like that comes from a. Whenever I was playing other games, I never really felt like I was almost gonna die. I will say D and D does that well. I I feel like D and D does that well. Every time I take a hit in D and D, when I was playing as a kid, I was like, "Fuck, I'm almost dead." Like, how does anybody does a dungeon crawl? I am a fighter, and I have 12 hit points, and everything <laughs> does at least five. How the fuck does anybody get through three rooms of this shit, let alone an entire and dungeon? I will remind that for those, because, because Zach, and we, uh, if, if people haven't heard, you haven't played 5e yet, which is actually a big criticism of 5e. They got away from that. Oh, no. Um, no. You got to yeah, have the kill, so- the kill fest. Gotta have that was the us. that was for you. Was that AD and D that you were playing? Yeah, I I yeah. did play some third edition. I want to say I did play a very small amount of third edition um, before I stopped playing altogether. I will say I'm playing Beldor's Gate three now, uh, which is like a crash fucking course in D and D as a video game. Um, so whatever that's based off of, I I could probably play at this point. <laughs> probably fifth edition, I'm not sure, but it's still pretty oh, severe in that one. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I've definitely gotten my ass handed to me, and had to do use a bunch of revive scrolls. Okay. So. Oh wow. Yeah, every character starts with one, and my entire party got wiped except for one character, but that character was stuck in a glitch. So I switched to that character, ran him back over there, revived one, had one revive another while the enemy was running back over to kill me, had another revive one, and I somehow managed to survive the fight with these, like, I don't know, I want to say they were, like, they were, like, tree guardian things uh, that were just, I did not expect them to just own my fucking entire party, but they did. It was because they had these things, these mud herons or something that would just explode every time you killed them and mud would go all over everything. And it was just like, it was just killing me. It was just fucking killing me. But yeah, that game has given me a crash course in D&D, that's for sure, because that game does not work (laughs) like a normal CRPG. It works like D&D, which was very hard for me to get used to. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so many tangents tonight. We're all over the place. Yeah, I know. I keep going off the rails. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, t- I'm tired. <laughs> and when I'm tired, I just... We're over here now. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, should we should we think about writing this thing down? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Uh, is there anything you'd want to, to shout out? I mean, obviously, we've been shouting out single model, yes. right? But, uh... <laughs> uh, itch.io in the search bar uh, type single mod and it is only $6 guys only $6 
that's it. That's all you're spending for the entire game. And I promise you'll get your worth out of it. Uh, other than that, uh, we do, uh, since this is TTRPG, I'll keep it to the TTRPG stuff. Uh, we did Sunfish Sitting There with uh, Neil and Kayla this last Thursday. That is a slice-of-life role-playing game where literally it's a role-playing game about people just trying to get from point A to point B. It was one of the most fun sessions I've ever played. It just did not go the way it was supposed to, and it had some really, really awesome role-playing in it. Um, and almost some combat anyway, <laughs> in spite yeah. of things. Uh, other than that, every Wednesday, uh, not this when, not this last Wednesday, but this upcoming Wednesday when you're listening to this, is Astro Drive. It's a bi-weekly show. It is really kicking off now. We had a ton of revelations in the last session. Uh, everybody's shit is coming out in the open. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And then finally, once a month, we do probably my favorite stream. I, I, I hate to say it, but I just love it so much. TMNT and other strangers, we stream the Palladium RPG. Myself, Wizards Respite again, uh, uh, Hope Child, and uh, Phil Billy <clears throat> all play mutant animals trying to get across country with three superpowered orphans and a old ex-CIA agent trucker while being attacked by all manner of things. It is just a lot of fun. Hits you in the nostalgia fields. It's that old school, like, 90s role-playing okay. in the basement sort of feel. Uh, and the next one of that will be on November 2nd. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, and for me, uh, as always, wizardsrespite.com, um, I'm going to be uh, dropping a, a deep-dive review of Single Mod. Um, I'm going to be going a little bit more into the nuts and bolts on that one. Not uh, not, not uh, giving away the farm or anything, but I, I definitely wanted to, to drive into that a little bit more. I also try to put out a... I'm going to be trying to get back onto a more regular publishing scale uh, schedule of, of my articles and, and dive into that. But as always, it's, it's the TTRPG world. Um, well, and everything and if, you can watch on my channel, you can watch on his website guys yeah. it's content for both of us so if you're not watching it live and interacting with us on the spot just go to wizardsrespite.com and watch it there it, it gets us both of you yeah yeah definitely appreciate that um i think i think we're good for tonight we'll see you guys later what do uh, next week are we uh do you want to tell them what we're doing next week yeah next next uh the next show we're going to be doing actually a deep dive into the um itch uh io versus the the drive through rpg which I'm which really platform's better for one. the indie creator to, to really get onto i have been in both now quite substantially with my company i'm very excited to get into this uh very excited to get into this and that'll be in yeah it's gonna that'll be two weeks from today if all goes to plan yes yes all right then everybody good night keep rolling them dice and we'll see you next time.